Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. This week we're talking Kronk's new groove. I'm Candace, and with me is Bree. Hello. And Robert. Hey there. And Robert chose this movie, and I'm curious, Robert, why? There are very few of the uh, Disney Straits video movies that I... One, at a certain point, I just stopped watching them. I think Hunchback 2 was the one that finally broke me. And I was just oh. like, yeah, no, th- this is, these are not for me. Uh, and I, 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 think I, I think that was before Kronk's New Groove. So this was an exception. I re-entered the world of Disney straight-to-video sequels for this, uh, for this particular movie because I was such a big fan of uh, The Emperor's New Groove. And so when, you know, when I knew you guys were doing this show and that this was coming up, I, I kind of earmarked this. I think the other one I threw my name in for was uh, an extremely goofy movie. And uh, so I did end up getting Kronk. So now we get to spend some time with Kronk. So, uh, no, I'm a big fan of this, the, the original film. And so I was, this is one of the few that I felt like I actually had something to contribute to. Love Patrick Warburton, who plays Kronk. He is a gift. Absolutely. The Divine Eartha Kit came back for this, which Yzma, if you have Yzma in a movie, it has to be Eartha Kit. Yes. And this is the only direct-to-video Disney film where all the voice actors from the first film reprise their roles, like the main ones, which is really interesting that everyone's like, I'm in. I think it's because Emperor's New Groove is so good. It's a classic. It really is. And and it was coming at a really weird time for Disney animation, post-Tarzan, pre-Atlantis, uh, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, and kind of the downward slope, at least commercially, for for their movies. So, yeah, yeah, I think maybe that's, it was just kind of the little Disney animated movie that could. Because when it came out, it did solid business, but it wasn't an out-and-out, you know, box office smash. And I think since then, you know, 20 years of people growing up with that movie have really boosted its reputation over time. Well, yeah, like Her Universe recently came out with like a bunch of Emperor's New Groove like merchandise that just shows like it's a cult classic, I feel like, as much as a Disney movie can be because it's still a Disney movie. (laughs) Well, it's also crazy just how underrated I think it is as well, because there's still some people today who I've met who have never seen the first movie. And I'm I always get so surprised. Yeah, I think it just goes it's un, yeah, it's under people's radar. Uh Bree, can you give us a quick summary of what happens in Kronk's new groove? Kronk's new groove starts out with Kronk and a despair situation. Kind of it, it parallels exactly kind of how we meet Cusco as a llama for the first time in despair as well. And then we go into Kronk. Um he's living his best life. He's cooking at his restaurant. But lo and behold, his Poppy is coming to visit. And everything that Poppy told Kronk to do to have a successful life, Kronk has not been able to achieve. And thus hilarity ensues. Can I just say that as an unmarried, childless person, like Poppy being like, you got to be married, you got to have a house. Oh, I'm also a renter. (laughs) Like, I was like, wow. I was like, Poppy sounds awfully like my grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awfully like my father. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I could could see how that would instill the fear in him of Poppy's glare. So at first I thought, was this like a pilot or something? Because it's like has those mini stories in it. But no, 
Because there is Emperor's New School, which is a whole other series. It does feel very vignette Like, it does feel yeah. like t- two or three episodes of a TV show kind yeah. of stitched together with a framing device. So the first one that he's, like, telling his story to the waitress is Yzma's back. And she got, like, Potion of Youth or... Well, it's supposed to be, like, the Fountain of Youth because it's a scam. So it's, like, slime, really. So it's just a placebo effect on the senior citizen who Kronk loves. And I have to say, Kronk was like DoorDash before DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right? Oh, just, just a quick little thing about that is his local delivery boy service branch is 8675309. Which... Oh. Is the 1981 song Jenny by Tommy Tutone? Eight, six, seven, five, three. Don't lose that number. Somebody was going to sing it. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, they scam the seniors and Kronk gets all this money because he thinks he needs a house. He buys the senior center because they want to buy more potion. And he has two secretaries. And I'm wondering if this whole vignette was created for one joke at the end. I think so. I think on the IMDb quote page, it's like the only quote for this movie or one of the only ones. Yes. So when he loses everything, he says, don't cry for me, Marge and Tina. (sighs) Candace, you know you laughed. Don't cry for me, Marge and Tina. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. But in that one, I, I felt so sad because, like, the senior citizens were all his friends. And then he just became kind of consumed back with Yzma and her, like, ways, you know? By the way, Yzma with the little cattail, it was so funny. And also kind of like an ode to Eartha Kitt being Catwoman back in the day. Yeah. With Adam West's Batman. Yeah. Uh, and which she got I a song. Love. Yes. She got a song. Finally. I was waiting for her to have one. How do you make Eartha Kid a villain and not give her a song? I feel like that was a, a contractual thing that she's like, I'll come back, but you got to give me a song now. Yeah. Otherwise, what is the point? Um, I, I, this storyline, you get big Return of Jafar vibes too, because <laughs> Kronk was kind of the you know sidekick slash henchman villain in, in Emperor's New Groove, even though really he has not a villainous bone in his body. And then in this movie, is sort of rehabbed to be, no, no, he's pure of heart. And uh, gets sucked in with the old crowd, sort of, briefly. Yzma gets a song, just like Jafar finally gets a song. So there's a lot. It's like mini return. Of, it's like the return of Yzma, this first like 20 to 30 minutes. That's true. Um, but better animation than Return of Jafar. Well, yes. <laughs> and I think had. a better story, too. Yeah. I yeah. it's just everything that like the Emperor's New Groove like brand, I just love. I just Have think you the- seen the series, Brie? No. Okay, just wait. Oh no. Oh no. So this was actually written by Tom Rogers, who also wrote Lion King One and a Half, which is my ultimate favorite direct to home movie. Okay, so the other flashback is he's a camp counselor for the junior chipmunks at Camp Chippamunka. Chip chickers, squeak squeakers. Yes. And he falls in love with a fellow counselor, Miss Birdwell, who's played by Tracy Ullman. Who's also British for some reason. Yeah. I mean, they have American accents, so it. it, it I it know. 
I got like just major like Mary Poppins vibes. I that I had that exact note written down. <laughs> for me. She's like, off you go to the kids and everything. It's like, yeah, it's basically animated Mary Poppins. Right? Like, I was like, okay. I mean, Krog found love. He's a big himbo. And he finally found the lady. Yeah. I do like, too, with that the, they toy with the um, the Yzma and Kronk relationship where she shows up and she's like, I have a proposition for you. And he's like, ah! Oh, and no. she's like, a business proposition. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, they kind of, that's the thing. These The Emperor's New Groove in this movie, they kind of toy with a little bit more of that suggestive humor than you see in some of the other ones, too, which makes it more fun for us as, as adults going back and watching it now. Be like, oh, my gosh, that's right. They did kind of push the line just a little bit in that direction. Well, yeah. I feel like in the original one, definitely Yzma was Kronk's sugar mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Cusco's like, she's got a new one, and he's, like, younger, and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. it's, like, a new boy. He's supposed to be, like, 20-something, or something like that, I think, in the first one, at least. Yeah. There's a line of dialogue to that extent. <laughs> um, But I love that Kronk... I mean, not only is he a himbo, but, like, he loves, like, culinary stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. just has, like, he's not, like, the quote-unquote, like, typical guy. And I feel like he's so refreshing to watch, which is why you just have so much fun watching this movie. And the dynamic between him and Birdie, at first, I didn't like her. I'm not going to lie, guys. Oh, I wasn't sold. Were you were you both sold on her like from the get-go? Not really. I mean, she she's got she's got a high bar to be cronkworthy. Right. Yeah. And this movie is only like 70 72 minutes long. And like half of it is about the old folks home. And so it's like all of a sudden tacked on this love story. I feel like they should focus more on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think you gotta they, get these in there. They need this. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Although technically, Birdie would be Isma's competition. <laughs> that's true. They should have combined. They had the two storylines going on concurrently, as opposed to sort of split in half. Maybe that would have made it a little more dynamic. And to be fair, the Emperor's New Groove is only like seventy-eight minutes. I'm seeing. Yeah. Really. So it's also pretty tight. Uh, Plus, I, I, in this one, I think, you know, we're talking about how much we love Kronk. I think had this been the Emperor's New Groove 2 or the Emperor's New New Groove or whatever they would have called it, uh, I think I probably more likely would have been like, I don't know. You got to try a little harder, Disney. But since this was Kronk-centric, that's what made me like, okay, that sounds cool. Like, I'm always down for more Kronk. Yeah, and I, I do like that they got Cusco in there because I, I thoroughly enjoyed David Spade's and Cusco. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just like great the way he did it because he's like, obviously I'm going to self my like self-insert myself here, even if it's not my story because it's me. He's very bitter about it too. He's like, yeah, yeah I guess you want to see Kronk. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Which works so well. And then I do like, you know, how all, like the story brings both like vignettes, I guess, back into one when Poppy comes. Yes, Poppy played by John Mahoney, who is the dad of Frasier. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love him. Me too. The third kind of story is like in the present and Poppy's there and Kronk's like, I need to pretend to have a wife and kids. So And the house takes- on the hill. Yeah, so he, like, pretends Chica, who is Pacha's wife, 
is his wife and their kids are his kids and then the kids pretend to be his wife and so does Cusco even. Doesn't Pacha, yeah, Pacha pretends Pacha to be his too. wife too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Everyone- but then like it turns into the mother-in-law that Pacha is because <laughs> right. it's like, no, you're the mother-in-law. Oh, it was so great. And then the two secretaries end up coming back. Yeah. It's all super cute. And the senior citizens end up trying to pretend that they're the kids. Yep. I was going to say the main the main senior citizen, Rudy, of which was in the first film briefly, was the one that uh, Kuzgo had thrown off, uh, thrown out of the, the palace or whatever. The I threw off his groove. <laughs> the way he lives gro- his life. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was cool to see more of him and get a little... You know, that because that, that that character is pretty funny in the first one already. Yeah. His group. Um, I know. He's played they... by John Feidler, who is Piglet in a lot of the Winnie the Pooh movies. Oh, yeah. TV now shows. I'm hearing the I'm oh, hearing yeah. the, the, the similarities in the voices. That's yes. true. Yes. What? I didn't even realize that. But yeah, I can hear it clearly in my head now. Yeah. That's Piglet. Also, they did a Lord of the Rings reference with yeah, that character as well. Yeah, with the potion. He's like, my precious. Oh, yeah. They really turned into Gollum. I was like, oh, no. Poor Rudy. Yeah. And Kronk's like, something's just not right here. <laughs> no, you think, Kronk? Hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of the Lion King reference? That when Poppy is about to give a thumbs up, the King of Pride rock song starts playing. I, I would say, like, aside from this franchise is, is definitely really up my alley because it's it's kind of the Aladdin Hercules sort of self-referential Disney animated film and I, and I so I love when they do those little those little Easter eggs or crossovers you know when we we talked before about Aladdin and the King of Thieves and that one just goes way too heavy on it mm-hmm. um, but but yeah they slip in a few here and, and it's kind of fun to see those yeah, it does and Lakuko like, says, like, oh, do you see how I got into the movie? And things like that. Like, they reference that they're in a movie. Right. Very Deadpool-ish. For, it was like a Deadpool starter kit for, for kids. I love it. I mean, Cusco is just as selfish as Deadpool, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I mean, It's also so neat because they, they haven't done – Disney hasn't done a lot of these sort of side character spinoff things as much. I mean, they had Timon and Pumbaa, the series, obviously, and things like that. But it, it it reminds me of um, when Fox, which is obviously now Disney, did the uh, straight-to-video Bartok the Magnificent spinoff oh from Anastasia. God. It kind of reminds me of that, which who is also kind of the breakout character in a way from that film. I think uh, it, it's 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 kind of a, a big gamble, but I feel like for the most part it pays off here, especially when you're grading Kronk's new groove on sort of the the uh you know the curve of straight to video disney sequels yeah especially when return of jafar is right there <laughs> right i mean i have uh, to say back. this is probably my favorite so, so far. far awesome yeah besides like lion nice. king 2 i nah, that's a classic yeah i love this one though but i also think like the humor like you were saying roberts is like right up my alley mm-hmm and again, the voice acting sells it too. The animation is good. Yeah. Animation, voice actors. I'm so ha- Like, if they put Yzma in it, like I said before, and not have Eartha Kit, I was going to throw hands. <laughs> Write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. Okay. So what do you think the critic score is on Rotten Tomatoes? And just an FYI, there's only six reviews of this there. If it's not a hundred, I'm gonna throw hands. 
You're all about throwing hands today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 70-ish, I'm going to say positive, but not overwhelmingly. Are you guys ready? It's 0%. What? All six of the critics who actually reviewed this did not like it. I'm throwing hands, guys. I'm throwing hands. hands. Great voice talents, but weak storyline, and frankly, not much groove. It was a mistake to give him his own movie. Too generic. Kronk works best in small doses, that kind of stuff. But okay, the audience Mm. score, which has over 25,000, what percentage do you guys think it got there? I'm going to stick with 70-something as my guess because okay. the critics are I was going to say 75%. Wait, 44%. What is up, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, reviewers? I, I don't know if they just have not seen the other ones, but um, I have a review that I saw from Amazon and I just wanted to, you know. The reviewer is just named Mom. It says, my grandkids thought this was kind of a stupid babyish movie. There are funny parts. But most of the movie was spent with people chasing other people and no story whatsoever. It's a little harsh. Yeah. I mean, if you I, obviously, if, if you're comparing this to the first one, I like the first one better. Yeah. But yeah. It, like I said, if you're, you have to put this in the category of straight to video Disney sequels uh, slash spinoff, I guess, in this case. And in that category, this is definitely on the upper echelon of ones. That's why this is one of the few that I was like, Ooh, I want to talk about that. Cause I, it's, it's going to be actually interesting to talk about a step aside from like Pocahontas two, hunchback two, where I was like, Oh, why did they do this to us? Why would I want to put myself through that all over again? Um, but yeah, this, this was a, it's a fun breezy watch and it, and it, you know, gives you more of the characters that you liked the first time. And Patrick Warburton is kind of a, you know, a, saves any project he's pretty much involved in, especially from the from the uh, voice work perspective. No, he's no, I don't know if he's quite Keith David level, like we talked about with Gargoyles. Oh, but, true. <laughs> but <laughs> for more of this character, I mean, I, it's I'll take it. No, no complaints on my I end. mean, he has an iconic voice. I mean, granted, I do find the Birdie storyline the weakest out of like, I guess, the three parts, if we're really just breaking it down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do find that the weakest storyline. But it was still fun, enjoyable. And I mean, granted, not everyone's doing like we are. We're watching a lot of these direct-to-home videos, yeah. which either people have not seen, like I haven't seen majority of them, or just want to forget. And, you know, just putting in that perspective this was so much better than a lot of ones but i really don't feel like it was as bad of a storyline as a mom made it out to be (laughs) yeah and that's the thing is what i'm seeing in a lot of these reviews is not as good as the first and i'm like obviously it's not going to be as good as the first right (laughs) it doesn't have the same crew like yeah the animation style looks pretty close to the first movie considering it's the different you know it's the different team of animators and everything behind it yeah oh gosh i mean i'm getting more flashbacks from return of jafar (laughs) i think if they would have uh had like i said i think if they would have had these storylines sort of going on simultaneously like how much how fun would it have been if he's sort of falling for birdie but at the same time trying to dodge Yzma and and like have that those two storylines happening at the same time concurrently as opposed to in more in a more episodic fashion I think that would have made the whole thing feel 
more cinematic. I think it made it would have made it feel more cohesive as opposed to just like, oh, here's a little vignette about, you know, Kronk and his lady or or the return of Yzma or whatever. And I think that, it, you know, like Candace was saying, it feels like it it's a lead into a Kronk television series. And yeah. it, that wasn't the intention that I really don't understand why it was written that way. Yeah, we definitely watched videos that were like failed pilots that were yeah. put together to make a movie. And it's obviously that. But like Robert, this was not. So sorry, Candace. Yeah. Uh, Robert, to go off what you're saying, they could have elongated the senior citizen storyline as well and have these senior citizens like try to be like join as a different troop even um, because mm. they feel so young and youthful and they're like, we're, we're going to be, we're going to win this whole trophy for ourselves. And then on top of that, you have Yzma trying to scheme and she's like, well, what does he see in her that he doesn't see in me anymore? Hmm? You know? And then she right, could be right, like, exactly. Oh, look at this. He's the one who set up this whole mastermind scheme of selling them fake potion to birdie. And then birdie could be like, I'm leaving you crunk, you know, in her Mary Poppins fashion. And then he's end up and then the senior citizen home trying to pretend that he has a wife and kids and then like everyone's after him and then, you know, Poppy could show up and yeah, that could have tied everything together too. Yeah. It would have, it would have only heightened the sort of madcap nature of this world mm-hmm. too. Well, they should just hire us next time. They should re-edit or something. They could salvage it and re-edit <laughs> the Kronk's new groove. The, uh, the Snyder cut or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> Four hours of crock. Anything else you guys would like to add? If you haven't seen the original movie, please go watch it. It's so good. Yeah, it really is. And I just checked too while we were talking. The Emperor's New School, which I haven't seen either, is on Disney Plus where these you know the, the two films are as well. So there are no excuses if you want to jump into Emperor's New Groove, which is weird because the first movie started out like as a really serious kind of epic. I think it was Kingdom of the Sun was what it was originally going to be called. And then they completely flipped it and turned it into what it ended up being. And I, I think for the better, I think having this kind of uh, having Cusco be sort of the Deadpool of the Disney animated, uh, you know, series, I think is really fun and kind of a unique angle that they haven't quite taken that certain, that particular approach to, uh, to any of their other properties. So I think, and then I think Kronk is a worthwhile extension, obviously not as good. Duh, mom, uh, <laughs> it's not as good, but it's, it's more of this, like, like Candace was saying the same, all the voice cast came back. So you don't have to deal with the uh, Dan Castaneda trying to sound like the genie to give one more dig at return of Jafar uh so it, it feels it builds on what you enjoyed in the first one so i would i would definitely recommend people check it out too yeah Bree. well uh have some spinach puffs um because kronk loves his spinach puffs also i think i would eat a bug prepared by kronk because i feel like just anything he makes actually kind of looks good <laughs> hey he can fondue <laughs> that's right that's true well, Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Where can yeah, people course. find Thanks you online? Uh, you can find my podcast uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at CrookedTable.com. I'm on Twitter at CrookedTable. Great. And Bree, tell people where they can find us. Yeah, everywhere online at the Geeky Waffle, um, which is .com. And then on Twitter 
geeky underscore waffle. You know, we'd love to hear your thoughts about Kronk. And, you know, if you agree with mom, is it too much Kronk or just enough Kronk? Thank you both for joining me on this little Kronk adventure. We hope you have a happily ever after until the sequel where you are a cook and also sell faulty potions and I don't know. 